What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff and it's Friday, July 31st. Friday, the end of July. It's fantasy football draft season, baby. It is fantasy football draft season. I don't care. I'm going to go a day early. August always starts it for me. I'm excited. It's Friday, too. So, you you know, it's adult beverage day here in the Ratcliffe household. Not in the morning, though. That'll be later on today, but we have a big show for you. I'm going to go through a bust on every single team. 32 busts for you on today's podcast. Also have an update. Another player signed complicating things on the running back front. Shady. I'll talk about that in a minute, but first, got to tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. And it really is. And that's the thing. You know, hey, we know we know the big names and we played them, but we play some other things. It's kind of like, hey, I, I like a regular league, but I like an IDP league and I like a super flex league. So you mix things up. Mix it up with monkeyknifefight.com. There's no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks, which means anyone has a chance of winning, even you, even me, even anybody. Even Brad Evans has a chance of winning. MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, USC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports. Monkey Knife Fight has it all, and you know what else? MonkeyKnifefight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you will have your first deposit match instantly up to 50 bucks. I love free money. It's an easy way to grow your bankroll, too. Free 50 bucks. Use that promo code RANT. With a name like MonkeyKnifefight.com, you can be pretty sure you know what you're getting yourself into when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. So sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See the site for full terms and restrictions. Use that promo code RANT. Free money. It's, it's I mean, it's a no-brainer. Free money. 50 bucks. Easy. So let's talk about one Shady McCoy. Uh, he was signed yesterday by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's basically almost a veteran minimum contract. It's a $1 million contract. People lost their minds right away. You would have thought that Keyshawn Vaughn surprisingly retired or opted out or something because people are writing him off all of a sudden. Uh, Ronald Jones even complicated a little bit here. For me, this signing is a little bit of a, a get a body in camp. Uh, it's a little bit of a let's kick the tires on him and maybe use him. But they're not paying McCoy a lot of money here, first and foremost. I, I'm not overly concerned by this. And and for me all along, if you've listened to this pod, I've, I've said, how many times have I said with Keyshawn Vaughn, we're going to have to wait. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen in September. So if you were banking on that, then your expectations were probably too high on Keyshawn Vaughn. I, I just don't see that. And the Ronald Jones truthers, I mean, hey, there's some juice to Ronald Jones. And we could have a sort of... A, you know, remember when Chris Carson really exploded, that was the year after, and they had drafted Rashad Penny as a first-round guy, and a lot of people had written Chris Carson off, including yours truly. I was one of them, and we were wrong. So we could, I could be wrong on Ronald Jones. I'm not, I am not infallible. And by the way, if I had every single answer correct, I would not be sharing it with you on this podcast or anywhere for that matter. I'd be using it 
for my own benefit. I am selfish like that. But, you know, I, I, I still think it's going to be Vaughn down the stretch. I think they have a plan in place for him. It's the reason why they drafted him. And we saw, by the way, Shady McCoy last year a little bit effective in September, you know, in October. But he faded down the stretch and basically was not even being used at the end of the season there by the Chiefs. So I, I think we could see something similar. And I'm not worried about this whatsoever. And I'm also not really worried about the Bills sending their rookies home. There was another positive test for COVID-19. This is a precautionary measure. This is a sort of disciplinary measure as well. We should be reading it like that. This is, hey, guys, you really screwed up. And I think that the league is, you know, in the coaching staff, you know these guys are emphasizing this. And it's just like any coaching staff. You know, they're emphasizing, hey, don't be knuckleheads. <laughs> and no matter where you are, you are going to have some knuckleheads. You're going to have a lot of people, you know, a lot of guys who are taking this very seriously. You're going to have a lot of guys who are knuckleheads. You know, that's just the way it is in the world. And professional sports teams are are no different. And we oftentimes we forget, like, rookies, okay, these guys are like 21. I don't know how old you are listening to this podcast. Maybe you are 21, and maybe you aren't a knucklehead. I was when I was 21. <laughs> I was a big-time knucklehead. I am very glad social media didn't exist when I was 21 years old. Now, it's not to excuse the Bills' actions whatsoever because they are professional athletes, but sometimes we put them on this, this other level and we sometimes forget you know, how young they actually are. Either way, eventually the reality hits home for most. doesn't hit home for everybody. But hopefully this is one of those moments where it hits home. Oh, crap, we really screwed up. Can't be screwing up right now. There's, it's more than the 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 cost here is is much higher than I think we've ever seen, especially with COVID, because we don't you don't know how it's going to affect anybody. In in a lot of instances, maybe it is benign, but you never know. You never know. And obviously, bigger things at play here. Bigger things at play. So anyway, figured I'd update that. I'm not worried. I don't think this is a negative sign for the league per se. This is the Bills getting. Uh, you know, getting out ahead of it, being proactive, and then also you're sort of sending a message as well at the same time. Uh, so there you go with that. So one bust from all 32 teams. So if you've been paying attention over at FTNFantasy.com, by the way, wide receiver tiers went up today, this morning, uh, and you can check those out for free. If you aren't a subscriber, no big deal. FTNFantasy.com to check those out. And uh, tight ends will be tomorrow. So we went over tight ends on the pod yesterday, but the the article will go up tomorrow. So you can uh, you know you can always bookmark it, go back to it as well. Of course, we'd love you to subscribe so you can check out what we have to offer. I recommend the platinum. Platinum gets you everything, and it's pretty reasonable. Pretty reasonable. You get the draft kit and all that fun stuff, plus everything throughout the entire year, including all the rookie stuff. You know, that's one of the big things. After the season's over, I'm going to start grinding on rookies like I always do. And I'll have you know all my rookie rankings, my rookie uh, PDF, all of that's going to come out in the during the draft process. So, uh, you know, you get that for an entire year. It's well worth the price of admission. Anyway, uh, we've also been doing this thing, Brad Evans and I. So I poked fun at Brad earlier. Brad's my guy, of course. He is uh, one of the co-owners over at FTN, and he has a pretty darn good podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network right now as well called Fade the Noise. If you're not subscribing to that, you definitely should. But Brad and I, we went back and forth, and we did this article series called Booms, Busts, and Breakouts, and it is over at FTN Fantasy as well. Every single team broke down one of each. 
And we didn't always agree, which I think is a healthy thing in fantasy sports. If there was consensus, this wouldn't be any fun, would it? Disagreeing is fun. So uh, I wanted to go through my list of, of busts here and share that with you. Not going to get too in-depth on any of these guys, and in some instances, bust isn't necessarily mean meaning colossal Terrell Pryor 2018 bust. It's more or less maybe disappointing as well, because some teams there isn't just like a clear-cut, wow, this guy's going to be a huge bust, right? So some guys could disappoint, and that's sort of the thought process here. So I'm going to go through these. Uh, we'll go in alphabetical order by abbreviation of the team and uh, kick it off with Arizona then. I have Kenyon Drake. Now, the reason why I have Kenyon Drake as a bust, and I don't think necessarily he's going to be a colossal bust, but I do think he could be a disappointment through the course of the season because of the inconsistencies. We've seen it over the course of his career. He has a massive ceiling in that offense, a weekly ceiling that's as high as most players at the position, but his floor is crazy low. And if you don't believe me, go back and look at weeks 10 to 14. I'd be reluctant to have too many shares of him. Atlanta, it's Calvin Ridley, and again, this is not a colossal bust situation. This is a disappointment. People think he's going to break out, and here's the problem with the breakout talk. When we talk about it like that, it causes a lot of drafters, beginner, intermediate drafters, to draft him higher than he should go. I think he is a perfectly fine wide receiver, too. I just don't see a ceiling with him yet with Julio Jones still on the field. And, you know, he's he's really well-suited to that number two. I don't know if this offense can sustain two top 15 receivers. I think it's probably more like an elite receiver. And pretty much what we've seen, like a borderline top 20 or just inside the top 20 guy. But I know some people who have been bumping him up, 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 all the way up to like 14, 13, a little bit too early there. For Baltimore, I have Mark Ingram. And it's not a knock on Ingram at all. I expect some regression in his efficiency. He was off the charts efficient last year, and I expect some of the touches to go to J.K. Dobbins. That's it. Devin Singletary for the Bills. I keep seeing him drafted a little bit too early. If you're drafting Devin Singletary inside the top 20 running backs, you are not accounting for Zach Moss. It's just plain and simple. And again, not a knock on him. When I call somebody a bust in this sense, I'm not really, this is not a bust in that this guy sucks. It's not that. It's not that at all. It's that you're probably going to end up overpaying. And overpaying for anything is not good. It's not good whatsoever. So that's what I think with Devin Singletary. Uh, Robbie Anderson for the Carolina Panthers. I, I would much rather have Curtis Samuel than Robbie Anderson. They're going around the same price in the late rounds. I, I think Robbie Anderson, as much as I love him, shout out to Temple University, I, am, uh, I, I think he could be disappointing. For the Bears... David Montgomery, anybody who thinks that he's going to take a step forward this year, I really don't think so. Maybe from an efficiency standpoint, but the volume is going to be largely the same. And the problem is Tariq Cohen is the barrier to a three-down workload for David Montgomery. For the Bengals, A.J. Green. This was low-hanging fruit for me. He's name-brand recognition. I'd much rather Tyler Boyd than A.J. Green. I uh, A.J. Green's just going to disappoint. People are going to look at him like he's a value. I don't know if he's a value anywhere. Austin Hooper for the Browns. I like Hooper as a player. I just don't see, and I talked about this yesterday on, on the podcast, I just don't see a ceiling with the, the other mouths to feed, with the fact that David Njoku is going to get targets. It's unfortunate. So people drafting Austin Hooper as like the number 12 tight end, number 11 tight end, could end up being very disappointed. 
For Dallas, Amari Cooper. Uh, you heard me on the Wide Receiver Tears podcast say I reluctantly put him in that, um, you know, sort of back end of the wide receiver ones because we've seen it before out of him. I just don't trust Cooper to do that on a consistent basis, though, and there's so many other mouths to feed. And the thing is, this is one of those, I'm comfortable drafting Cooper as like the 15th wide out off the board. He's going to be drafted as the 10th or 11th, and I think people could be disappointed with that. For Denver, it's Mel Gordon. Um, there's too many mouths to feed, unfortunately, uh, With and Lindsey's going to still be involved, and that's the problem. I would be really surprised if they basically gave a three down, you know, 300 plus touch workload to Melvin Gordon. And people are drafting him way higher than I have him. I have him at 1920, you know, fluctuated back and forth between that range and my rankings as I do updates. And I've seen him drafted as early as 14, 13. Feels too early. For Detroit, it's carry on Johnson. You don't draft a running back on day two, you don't draft a guy who a lot of folks view as the the top or was the top back in this year's class a lot of folks did view him that way if you're excited about carry on johnson what you already have in the mix for green bay i have aaron jones for me this is just a matter of regression in touchdown efficiency and a slight dip in his in his volume so if people are drafting aaron jones in the first round expecting him to be what he was last year, you could end up being disappointed. Now, I'm fine to draft Aaron Jones in the mid to late second. I don't see him going there, though. And that's the thing. When you draft a guy in the first round, you expect first-round production. I don't know if you're going to get that from Aaron Jones. For Houston, it's Brandon Cooks. People are back and forth between Fuller or Cooks. I'm going to pick my poison there with Fuller. I know, injury-prone, but not like Cooks was the picture of health last year either with the concussion issues. He's a boomer bust. He's he's a perennial. Seems like he's a perennial disappointment. Even when he was putting up the big numbers, I feel like he was still a disappointment <laughs> in the big number years. For the Colts, it's T.Y. Hilton getting long in the tooth. You know, and injuries starting to mount up. So uh, it wasn't an easy decision with the Colts, but he was the guy who stood out the most as possibly being disappointed. The problem is he's actually not a terrible value right now. I just don't know. I don't know if the the T.Y. Hilton of old is going to be there this year. Jacksonville, I put Gardner Minshew. It's it, There wasn't a lot of choices in Jacksonville, by the way. I could have easily said nobody, but I, I'm going to give you at least somebody from every team. So the thing with Gardner Minshew is there's a, a lot of appeal because of the likability. We saw some upside last year, but if anybody drafts him in a one-quarterback league, expecting that he's an upside guy, I think you're going to be disappointed. Now, I don't mind him in a two-quarterback league as my third quarterback, though. Sammy Watkins for the Kansas City Chiefs. Come on, that was like the easy one. <laughs> that was the low-hanging fruit of all low-hanging fruits. He's uh, if, if anybody still somehow thinks he's going to be anything more than a guy who's going to give you like one big game a year, then he, I mean, I guess you deserve what's coming to you with Sammy Watkins. For the Rams, I have Darrell Henderson it's just simply a matter of, you know, again, you don't draft a running back on day two if you're confident of what you have in-house. There are still some people who are Henderson truthers. I just don't see it. I think he's going to be a passing down option. For the Chargers, this one was low-hanging fruit as well. It's Terod Taylor. He's not going to be out there very long. We're, we're starting to see this, you know, in Miami as well. It, it, maybe two as a starter in week one. Maybe that ends up being the same thing with Herbert. Uh not the same chatter out of the Chargers that we are getting out of the Dolphins, but still, if you expect Rod Taylor to be anything more than a couple weeks starter, a bridge starter, then 
yeah, it's it, it's not happening. Uh, for the the Raiders, I have Hunter Renfro, and again, not necessarily that I think Renfro is bad. I actually think he's a darn good football player, but I, I think this team is going to run through Henry Ruggs in the passing game. I do think we ultimately see Brian Edwards getting on the field as well. Renfro is a slot receiver; he doesn't give you any upside, and you're drafting him in the late rounds. Draft for upside in the late rounds. Miami, if you know me, then you probably know what is coming here. Uh, it is Jordan Howard. <laughs> that one is pretty pretty easy. Uh, and and again, I, I actually like Jordan Howard. I had him on my radio show a while back, and he's such a nice guy, but he's so meh. You know, we were having a debate of, you know, who who's better, Jordan Howard or Alfred Morris? <laughs> Like, not currently, but, you know, as a fantasy type, that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> like, that's not that good. Uh, anyway, Kirk Cousins for Minnesota, and really, it was the beginning and ends of last season that did it in for me. Julian Edelman for New England. It's a name brand for Edelman. We know that. I, I think he's a phenomenal football player, but I don't know how well he meshes with Cam Newton in that offense. Manny Sanders for the New Orleans Saints. A name brand guy, but I, I don't think you're going to get a good return on investment where you're drafting him. If you missed the the wide receiver tiers podcast, I broke down exactly why I don't want to draft him in the range he's going. Darius Slayton for the Giants. For some reason, people are drafting Slayton ahead of Sterling Shepard, ahead of Golden Tate. Shepard has more upside than Golden Tate, but Golden Tate is about as consistent as they come. Shepard... Shepard, I, I know. I know the injury concerns. I get it. But Slayton, I mean, what, are you going to get a couple big games? Sure, which is great in best ball, but he's going to be frustrating in season long. For the Jets, I put Prashad Perryman. I'm not buying into the last five games of 2019 and then just saying, that's who Prashad Perryman is. I can't do that. I'm going to look at the entire body of work, and I think a lot of people are recency biased with Prashad Perryman. Alshon Jeffrey for the Eagles, low-hanging fruit. Big name, but still hurt. Uh, Anybody who expects a return to glory, not going to get it. James Conner for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He gets hurt a lot. I mean, he's jacked up now. He's really put some time in the weight room, but I, I just, no confidence he can stay healthy. And last year when he came back, I mean, really didn't look much better or might have might have looked a little worse than Benny Snell, and, and that really shouldn't be the case. Greg Olson for Seattle. It's another name brand thing. They have so many tight ends there. I still like Will Disley. Um... Olsen, long in the tooth, injuries mounting up. I, phenomenal career, but if you're drafting him as a late-round tight end, I think you might be a little overly ambitious. San Francisco, it's Raheem Mostert for me. He, if I, I've seen his ADP slide back, so it's it's not terrible here, but anyone who expects what we saw last year, uh, yeah, that's a full-blown committee. I, I think there are going to be some big weeks potentially out of him, but it could go away very quickly. And we could then see some big weeks out of Tevin Coleman or even Jarek McKinnon. Tampa Bay, I hate to do this. I really hate to do this. But Gronk, name brand recognition. Can he stay healthy? Two tight ends set. Mike Evans getting a ton of targets. Chris Godwin getting a ton of targets. There could be some Gronk games, no doubt about it. But I can't go overboard there. For Tennessee, I actually did put Ryan Tannehill if anybody expects him to be last year. Now, the thing is, his ADP is fine, but if you have that expectation, oh my God, Tannehill was a top five guy after taking over. Uh, I don't know why everybody sounds like a radio a DJ to me today. 
Ryan Tannehill, a top five guy after taking over what station's giving it to you. I don't know why I'm doing that impersonation today, but I am. If you think that, then obviously maybe a little too ambitious in a run-heavy offense. For Washington, I mean, it's really limited. I I mean, there's nobody at wide receiver. I'm not going to say McLaurin. Um, I'm not going to say Darius Geis because he's going so late. I mean, I guess if you Dwayne Haskins, if you in a two quarterback league, I don't know. That's that's all I got. There you go, thirty two. We are going to do thirty two breakouts as well. That is going to come on Monday's podcast. So, in the meantime, do me a favor, ftnfantasy.com. Go over to ftnbets.com and ftndaily.com if you want to get twenty percent off of NBA promo code NBA. We're putting NBA bets up. I put some player props up yesterday. Got some coming today as well. Every day, in fact. And uh, if you want to get in on DFS as well, promo code NBA. If you want to get in an NHL, NHL 20, that gets you 20% off. NHL coming this weekend. Everybody reviewing the podcast, freaking awesome. Rat Pack, represent. If you haven't already, please review the podcast. It helps this show out more than you know. Helps me out, and I'll continue to help you out. Easiest way to do so is if you have an iPhone, go to the podcast app. Go to my page, my show page, The Rant. Scroll down. Click the stars. You can also review the pod. Greatly appreciate the help there. Of course, you can also follow me on social media at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter and Instagram. Use that hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. Enjoy the weekend, baby. NBA, MLB, NHL, UFC, PGA. Uh, this is a great time to be alive. It's a crazy year, but imagine the the perfect storm of sports is coming. It's coming. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side of the weekend for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. 